Strictly Baseball. I'm Jacob Brown, joined by Rory Tedimer, and uh, today we are going to go over the first few weeks of Major League Baseball. And, you know, it's been interesting. The Yankees have gotten off to a nice start, so I've been in a good mood this baseball season. For the fourth time only, it's fourth or fifth time in franchise history, they've won their first, that's what it is. It's uh, They've won their first four series for the fifth time in franchise history, which over the course of 100 plus years is incredible. Uh, for this team to do, but it doesn't matter because the Tampa Bay Rays are 13 and 0 as of Thursday, April 13th. I'm sure when this is uploaded, they're going to be 14, 15 and 0 whenever this gets uploaded because they're on quite the streak. And uh, let's start with the Phillies first because I know that every conversation today <laughs> is going to. Oh, you're saying, come on. I know you're going to end up linking gotta back go to it. Got to go Rays first. They're the headline story. Fine. All right. Fine. All right. All right. We'll go with the Rays. Uh, listen, Steve Cashman's really happy right now. Not with the Jeffrey Springs news, but happy overall. Uh, if you didn't hear about the Jeffrey Springs news, it, it might be a little played down. They think it might be a few weeks. Possibly it could be a UCL tear, but it, it might be a little played down. That'd be good news for the Rays. But overall, 13-0? and 0? Yeah. No, I mean, I just saw that uh, Jeffrey Springs was inflammation. Uh, I saw that on the fantasy report. report. Um, okay. Inflammation. They're, they're going to test um, to see how if it even requires an IL stint, uh, which it probably will, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. Regardless, because you want to be safe in the beginning of the season. But, yeah, I mean, 13-0, and 0, and they're they're coming off hot. I think it's got – I think it's all to do with Randy Rosarena. I mean, he's coming out of the – World Baseball Classic on fire, and he comes in. He's already got 16 RBIs. He's got 16 RBIs wow. through 13 games. Uh, wow. And then also Brandon Lau. I mean, 333 batting average, five bombs already. Like, he's also producing. So um, that's not even to mention, you know, Wander Franco's at a 321. Yandy Diaz, 275, but he's slugging 600. Uh, some great stuff there going all around. Yeah, he's yeah, Paredes and uh, Josh Lowe. They're five deep. They're five deep. Josh Lowe is a three forty-five, and then uh, Ramirez is three twenty-three. They're batting. Yeah, no, it's Ramirez crazy. And, and Ramirez and Lowe both got ten uh, ten ninety uh, OPSs. Yeah, I mean, and they're doing if this, you look at Josh Lowe's, yeah, Josh Lowe's minor leagues, you can pull that. I'm sure you're on his page or something. Uh, I mean, his minor leagues. I looked at his in the off season. I'm like. I projected him as starting right fielder right when I saw that. I mean, he's projectable. And uh, I think he's brothers with Nate Lowe, who's in the organization too. So they've had both Lowe's and Lau. Just, you know, that's the raise for you there. Yeah. And, I mean, like, their starters are going deep. They're without – I mean, Zach Eflin got injured already. That's classic him. But um, McClanahan springs, obviously, before he got injured. And Rasmussen. Rasmussen hasn't allowed a run, but he's going seven innings, six innings. Uh, into the ball game and, you know, giving them a chance, which is great to see. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously you expected it from McClanahan, but to see, you know, Rasmussen really killing it is great. And then Jeffrey Springs coming off a great year last year uh, was killing it until this injury. Um, I will say I'm extremely glad that, you know, it's happening to the Rays uh, and not like the Braves or Mets right now because that would really put the Phillies back. Um, so you're lucky that you're also doing good, but how funny is it to see Red Sox fans faltering? They get swept in four games. Uh, really funny to see right there. I love that. I wish I was back in uh, Massachusetts just to see, see how they were doing. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, it's uh, especially with Adam Duvall going down recently, you know, he's their one good hitter outside of Devers, essentially right now, and then he goes down. He was number one player in fantasy until he went down. So that was a major loss for them, and they were still not winning every game when he was hitting like that. So they're going to be out of the picture. I, I mean, there were Red Sox fans. If you went on Twitter, you would think that they'd have a, a normal chance at the playoffs based on how they were going into the season. Jared Carabas, all that. They're, they're going in hype a little bit, and it's just completely falling apart. So this is not going to be the season for the Boston yeah. Red Sox. It's a packed division already. You know, the Orioles are coming out swinging. A lot of their rookies, you got to be optimistic about. Adley Rushman, not the best catcher in baseball. And uh, allow you to interject. Yeah, I mean, Adley Rushman. First, before I get to uh, – I'll just finish off my last point. The Red Sox are 5-8, and eight, actually a better, better record than the Phillies right now, but they're 8. They're 8 out from already from the uh, first place. So they're 8 behind in first place. Phillies are – four and eight they're only four and a half behind so um would much rather be in the phillies division right now and not you know obviously tampa's killing it and it's unsustainable but very bad i love the position that the phillies are in for that uh but yeah adley rushman i mean i had to block this guy on barstool twitter um saying adley rushman's the greatest uh catcher of all time they said adley this guy tweeted adley rushman uh is the best hitter righty best hitter lefty and then said JT Real Muto was the best, uh, third catcher. And I said, whoa. I said, well, JT's struggling right now. JT is number one, no doubt, 50 feet of crap. Then there's Will Smith. Adley Rushman's way behind. I bet on him in my last two uh, bets back-to-back days. Uh, hasn't fulfilled it. I don't know what uh, what I need to ask for the kid. Okay. Um, give him he's, a fair chance. Okay. He's, Adley's, had a Adley's had a five-for-fiver and a four-for-four four this this year. Didn't bet for him. I gave him a fair chance. Random, random Wednesday, Thursday where I'm betting on him. And he goes out and pulls shit like, against the A's, no doubt. One for four, I needed two bases. He got a single in, the, in his last at-bat. And then he goes 0 for four today. I needed, uh, I just needed uh, two hits. I bet one and a half hits. I was thinking, hey, he's going to have a better day today. He goes out, goes 0 for four, and then in extra innings or whatever it was, hits the bomb. Uh, still only one hit. So, so I didn't get it. Um, oh my god so yesterday you would have with total bases yeah come on dude i'm giving you a fair chance um i'm a fair guy reasonable person but for you to go out and go you know one for eight two for eight for me two for nine when i'm betting on you i can't have it i cannot have it (laughs) yeah and i think over the course of his whole career it will never waver i I don't think this point will ever budge he's in for 15 years of staying behind JT Real Muto, and I can guarantee it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, back to the AL East in general. Red Sox are out of it. Baltimore, pretty, you know, I think they're going to stay in it. I don't think they make the playoffs. But what I enjoy April about 13th. them is that, What was that? April, April 13th, the Red Sox are out of it. They're gone. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, Red Sox fans are like that now. They don't even think the team's watchable, which is like for Red Sox fans to get that to that point in mid-April, I, I, I would be very interested to see what that crowd looks like at Fenway. You don't see that place half full even when they stink. So uh, that would be interesting if that happens. But Orioles will be in it. I think the Blue Jays obviously will be in it. The Yankees, like I let off the pod saying, I mean, they, they've won their series. They're getting crushed tonight. 
Johnny Brito, the rookie, gave up seven runs in the uh, with two outs in the first inning. Then they bring in another guy, Colton Brewer. He gives up two, and now it's eleven to one Rizzo homer tonight. So, uh, you know, you're not going to win them all, obviously, but this one hurts a little bit extra. It is a four game set, so the Yanks have a little bit better of a chance, I guess. But winning three in a row to win a series that streak probably ends, and then the Rays. I I, I think. Yes, it's unsustainable that they're going to keep winning. Obviously, you're going to lose games, but uh, I I did not really see them as a division threat. And I thought they were going to make the playoffs, but this might even put them in an advantage right off the bat, I think, for good. Like, they're going to have a substantial lead probably for most of the season. I, I don't even see them going on losing streaks because, I was, you know, we made the prediction for the playoffs thinking they would be a 90-win team. Now they go 13-0, and have this huge boost. They probably could go kind of middling almost, even starting 13-0. and I know that's premature to say, but nice boost for them. The AL Central, as far as that's concerned, uh, you're going to have one team come out. It's either going to be the Twins or the Guardians or, or um, Chicago. Chicago, I don't even see. They're already getting into turmoil with Tim Anderson going down. The offense is, is not hitting at all. And so I think it's probably just going to be Guardians again. And then that AL West, I feel like maybe the Angels have a chance, but there's just so many teams in the in the wild card race. So, you know, American League's pretty much the same right now. Yeah, I mean, you're you're it's honestly the same thing. Uh, going to be in both, you know, leagues here, National League and American League. It's the East that's going to carry, you know, the wild card teams. They're going to have a division winner, and then probably all the wild cards, maybe a squeak, are coming in um, from the. Or there will be a team from the West, probably uh, Mariners or you know Dodgers coming out, whatever side it is. Um, and it's it, it's interesting because uh, I I do not ever expect the Chicago White Sox to stink as bad as they do. I always think they have a great team. And here they come out again, flat. And I got no idea what the hell is going on with them. Uh, it just, what's going on? Like, why? What's the fire? You got no fire. You got great players all around. Uh, I mean, I'd kill to have some of the outfielders they have. It's it's kind of nuts. And then here you go, Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn dancing around the field. I got no clue what they're doing. They're letting runs in left and right. And uh, it's it's pretty bad. And Michael Kopech, too. He had a terrible start, his first yeah, one. And then... What? Hey, Rory, they don't even know who they are. They don't know who they are. They have no clue. Uh, they need some identity uh, over there. Who who they hire as a coach? Pedro Grafal. I, I am glad I remembered that. Wow. Okay. So who? Exactly. They have no clue. Get him out of there. That's an early start, <laughs> early early release for the kid. Um you need, you need some fire over there. Because I think I think I think they have like a window right now and if they don't compete, I think Tim Anderson should say, I'm out of here, um, you know, whenever his well, contract. Well, can Tim Anderson even say that? Because last year, why did they lose? They were injured. He played 79 games, and he's already on the I.L. again. Is he yeah, really? Him, yeah, and e Eloy's on the I.L. again. Robert has already had to been sat for a few days for injuries. Like, they have one of the most injured teams. Very disappointing yeah, for them. You know who's Mr. Consistent over there is Andrew Vaughn, though. He's always yeah. playing. Yeah, he's always playing, yeah, but you know he's not Gavin carrying. Sheets. Gavin Sheets having a good time. He's he's actually hitting uh, yeah. well. 
Um, but they're all around. And um, yeah, Ben and Tendy. Yeah. Moncada's yeah, yeah. off to a nice start, but he's day to day now. He's also coming. He's he's always been injured too, but he's also coming off a hot World Baseball Classic. Yeah, exactly. Yep, a lot of guys coming in this year, but but a lot of guys have had good World Baseball Classics, have come in the league and got injured, and it happened yep. to uh, Luis Arias too in in Milwaukee. He's injured for a bunch of months. It's like yeah. teams were worried about that post WBC and you overwork yourself. So I don't know, but yeah, the American league, I think it will be generally the same teams. I do think though, the angels offense, it's, it's genuinely really good. I I think that lineup plays if it stays healthy. I mean, around trout and Otani to have Renfro and Rendon and Ward and, and uh, Gio and Logan O'Hoppy now that, 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 Talk about the Rays having some guys. I mean, that, that that's seven out of nine guys that can swing it over there. Yeah, talk about catchers that are better than Adley Rushman. Logan O'Hoppy over there, former Philly, uh-huh. killing it, uh-huh. killing it. Almost added him to my, uh, <laughs> added him to my fantasy team. But yeah, no. I, but the <laughs> thing is, I'm nervous for Mike Trout. What's he doing to me? He's hitting two sixty two. Um, I'm also betting on him and Otani, and they're coming up flat. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, uh, yeah, it's brutal. And again, they're going to have to rely on pitching, you know, and they got none besides Otani. So, uh, Tyler Anderson faltered in his last start. Uh, Griffin Canning's coming back. I don't, you can't rely on that guy. Jose Suarez had a tough start. I don't know how yep. Sandoval has been doing, but, um, I'm sure he's, you know, right around, right around mediocre, but, uh, are they going to go out and get a pitcher, uh, you know, come trade deadline? They got to be in at some point. What would you say? Um, Within within five games of the wild card, are they buying there? It all comes down to the Otani question, really. True. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, no, that would, he just uh, get traded? That, that could definitely. But I feel like if Otani, you want to have Otani stay, you say, okay, I'm going to go out to the trade deadline and buy just so you come out here so we can make the playoffs. End of the day, they have to make Otani. They have to make the playoffs for Otani to stay, right? Absolutely. Yeah, he can't Uncle miss out. Uncle Stevie's coming in, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, Steve Cohen. If the Mets get Otani, I will, I will talk the most crap of all time on him for the rest of my life. That's just going to be a known fact. He could be a great guy. I like. I don't mind him right now, but he will be my most hated villain of all time. <laughs> No, I, could, I, yeah. I, would, I would cry if that happened. Um, I hope he just goes yeah, to the and, Dodgers and milks away. And it fits too. They, I mean, they need. You know, they, How much money did he could, give up? I don't know. I mean, How much he, money did he, he give up. He apparently throws money at at uh, at art festivals at just paintings that he he likes. And he'll just, you know, put the highest bid on painting. So he, he just gets what he wants. Yeah. No, that's, that's not nuts. good. He's, uh, I mean, he's going to add 50 mil to a $300 million payroll. Yeah. That's so unfair. Plus, there should be, there should factor be... in, Pete hasn't been paid yet. Yeah. Why don't we just have this, you know, the Steve Cohen luxury tax where you're getting taxed a billion for every fucking mil you go over. Uh, no, you know, I, I just it, don't agree with that. I, I don't agree with that. I think it means we need more people like him in. 
and a salary floor for teams to not take his money and then do nothing with it. Like Bro, the Pittsburgh gave, Pirates gave, and Oakland gave, and Tampa. He gave and, Verlander and Scherzer the moon to go along with uh, – he was going to give Correa the moon. Now he's going to come in and pull Otani to add to a $300 million payroll. How can you say that more teams need to do that? The Athletics can never do that. They could never, ever do that. Exactly. That's a, that's a problem on ownership. So you think the guy should just sell the Athletics? Yeah. Isn't it Steve Schott still over there? I mean, I believe the Rockies owner owns a bank. And this dude doesn't spend on his payroll. You know, like these, they're all rich, dude. They're all rich. They decide. And the Oakland owner is rich as well. He's willingly not paying because they're in Oakland. He wants to move. Yeah, interesting. They There's should, been uh, reports that he'll start spending if they move. They should try the guy that's bought the uh, Sixers, Commanders, and Devils now. See what he's up to. I mean, I would, dude, I mean, Mark Cuban. If Mark Cuban came to Major League Baseball, he would spend money. Yeah. He's a lifelong he Pirates fan. He's got to win in NBA again, though. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He can't devote that much time. Yeah. But that's that for the American League. In terms of the National League, um, we'll, we'll get to the Phillies last now because you complained about it being first. Um, let's get to it last. <laughs> I'm sure I'll bring it up. Uh, NL West, much like the Angels, I feel like the Arizona Diamondbacks have a shot with their youth and some of that energy there to, to put a, put together a good enough team to maybe battle for a wild card. I think that final NL wild card spot is going to come down to a few teams. It always does. I shouldn't say it like that, but I think it's going to come down to Diamondbacks and that third team in the NL East. And then that second team in the NL Central. Whereas last year, that second team in the NL Central was was right there with that third team in the NL East. And then there was nobody else. I think there will be that third team this year, like Arizona, that will hop in there and be competitive. I mean, you got a guy like Corbin Carroll. You got Alec Thomas, Jake McCarthy, that young core of an outfield with Lourdes Gurriel and Christian Walker and Josh Rojas and Cattell Marte and, you know, and then Gabriel Moreno, the, the the young prospect catcher. And then you love Dre Jameson over there in that rotation getting a shot. It's some youthful energy in Arizona, and it's hopeful. So I, I like it there. I think they can win some games. Yeah, Jameson's there. Jameson should be there too. He's got their most wins right now just coming out of the pen. Uh, four shutout innings the other day. Um, he's electric. I cannot believe they brought Ryan. Ryan Nelson was the guy that they had in there um, instead. And now he's filling in for Zach Davies, who's injured. All these thing is, they're you're you're dealing with you know the beginning of the season, you know hot hot streaks. Their best pitcher is four and uh, has a four eleven ERA. Merrill Kelly. This is not going to last at all. They're, they're well. Zach they're not, Gallen. Zach Gallen should be their best theoretically. Yeah, he should be their best, but he also got shelled with the beginning. He's getting shelled right now for a guy that's supposed to be keeping it uh, low run games. You know, he had a great yeah. ERA last season. Um, getting yeah. shells, got a four five eight. Um, so Merrill Kelly having your four eleven ERA and you're off to an eight and five start, you're just relying on those bats right now. That's not going to keep, you know, stay. That's not going to stick. Um, so they're going to falter. They're, I mean, there's no way they compete in that NL West for the whole season. 
there's no shot. And I don't not, think they're the wild card. I don't think they're staying in the wild card for that long, unless they go out and get a pitcher. But there's another team that can't spend money on a pitcher like that. Um, there's just no. They're paying Mad Bumgarner a crap ton for no good reason. Yeah, that contract like, comes from. How can you? How can you shed that? You can't. Um, they'll they'll be they'll be out of it shortly, and it's it's a you know it's a you're right. The offense is very young and you know fiery, and I love Dre Jameson, but there's no way they're just not enough pitching. You can't. You got to have some sort of pitchers. You can't rely on Zach Gallon the whole time, especially when he's not even doing the best through a few starts here. No, you got a good point. You got a good point. I mean it. It's going to be a good development year at the very least, um, where you're going to have to take them at least a little bit more seriously going in. They're not just, oh, let's go beat up on the D-backs this year, I don't think. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I'm sure unreal. they'll beat the Phillies. Rangers, Rangers just tied the game with 1.2 seconds left. Unreal. Um, Jesus. But anyway, um, yeah. So what, that's well, how what the NL West the, uh, will go. What about the Brew Crew, who's now dealing with Brandon Woodruff being injured? Um, he's on the IL, and you're talking about a team that if it comes to the trade deadline and they're out of it, you're looking at like getting rid of these guys. Like you gotta, you know, shed it because this yeah. is like I feel like the last year to make the playoffs. They obviously got Corbin Burns' contract coming up, along with you know Woodruff in, in a few, or maybe he's even this year. Um, all those guys are coming up. That's really dependent on the offense right now. They're lucky Christian Yelich having a good season so far. Uh, they're eight and four, but. That's that puts a lot of pressure on the offense, huh? No, it does. It does. I mean, th- they're they're in like kind of the Otani situation to where they're doing well. You see hope in that lineup. I actually, when Luis Arias gets back, they have some decisions to make. Like you're going to have guys on the bench potentially that are very good players, and you know. So I look at their team. Like I projected out a team of Yelich in left, Mitchell in center. If you want the best bats in there, I'd be putting Winker in right, but you could also have the option of putting Anderson in right uh, and DHing Winker, which is what they did on opening day with Arias at third. But then there's Voight, and I feel like Voight eventually is going to play himself into an everyday role. I mean, he has some of the most power in that lineup, especially with Arias going down, and now Anderson's able to slide to third. At bats are going to open up for Voight. Uh, with that injury happening, and by the way, they just ruled back the Ranger goal. On that, that's even worse. But I think Milwaukee, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Garrett Mitchell being a young rookie, with Yelich in the hot start, Telez hit 35 bombs. Adamas is a top 10 shortstop, and then you know Winker rebound year. You know, let's see Contreras. what Boy can do. William Contreras, uh, and, and so you know if those pitchers start clicking and and you have it going, and then you get to July. And your first place, like, how they are they still going to trade Burns because the contract situation's over, and that hurts if you're a Brewer fan because you could have a team to do it and a team that you could buy any other year you're probably buying and getting more pitchers or or another hitter, and so that it's a tough situation for Milwaukee and St. Louis is struggling too, so and they have no pitchers like I, who's their number one. Talk about no yeah. pictures. Yeah. Michaelis. Right. And then Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty had six walks last night. Yeah, he stunk. Um, 
yeah, no, William Contreras off to a 364 uh, start to the season, looking very good. Um, so that that's promising. But, yeah, I mean, if the Diamondbacks were in the NL Central, yeah, they'd have a chance for sure because you're yeah. talking about two opposite teams going at it right now. Uh, you know, Cardinals have the hitting, no pitching. Brewers, worse offense, but have better pitchers. Right now, some of those pitchers injured. Um, so you're looking at two different things. The Cardinals, obviously, need to be shopping for a starting pitcher come trade deadline. And the obvious guy, obviously, it's you know going to be would be an in division trade. But say the Brewers are sliding, then you go get Corbin Burns, or you go get. There's um, no way that happens. There's no way that happens, but it should. But it should. Yeah. It should. I just think that as it's in division that it wouldn't happen, but um, you're so whoever's you know coming out on top of the beginning of the season, you really have to press right now in the beginning of the season because that's going to determine early on, uh, you know what you're doing at the trade deadline and some you know some decisions could move. That's why I'm saying like a team like the Diamondbacks, if they were if they got like super hot in the beginning of the season and forced you know, the Cardinals to, you know, kind of slow down a little bit or the Brewers to sell, that'd be unbelievable. But obviously, yeah. not in that division. Um, well, Arizona would be a team that fits for Corbin Burns. They've got the prospects. I mean, you could – I could, uh, but San Diego's the clear team. I mean, but uh, you, you never know. You never know. What about the Angels? What about the Angels? They can go out and get them. Well, if, yeah, if they wanted to make that Otani push and then get literally nothing for Corbin Burns and Otani when they fail and don't win a championship. That is correct. That, that yeah, is that'd correct. be the worst. Yeah, that'd be a gamble and a half. But, the yeah, I mean, no way. You, you're not, not trading not any. I think the rivalries. No, I, no, I don't no, know if you. I didn't mean for Corbin Burns, but what if they came out, snuck up? They're six and five. At least Marcus Stroman's having a good season so far. Um, he is. He is. I mean, Strowman, Ian Happ, Ian Happ, beautiful contract extension. Three years, 61. Nice, huh? I'm upset, yeah. though. I picked him. I wanted him the full contract year. I wanted you know him to just be you know grinding for it. They gave it to him yeah. two weeks in. Gave it to him two yeah. weeks in, those dogs. Dansby Swanson off to a nice start, though. Hit 400. He's got a little injured. Um, Bellinger, what's he up to? 238, classic. That's better than last year. 169 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Trey Mancini with nine uh, RBIs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a decent team. It's a decent team. But uh, let's move on to that NL East. And Got we'll start it. with the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves starting off kind of, you know, I- I'm never concerned with the Braves. They're regular seasons. They know how to play them. And they know how to get into the playoffs. So I, I really, they're kind of like the Yankees in that respect where it's like, okay, they're going to go through really big hot streaks. They're going to maybe have a division lead at a point. Maybe they'll keep it. Maybe they won't. But they're always going to be in it. And the one thing with Atlanta is starting pitching health health right now. The Mets are dealing with starting pitching health right now and issues with that. That's kind of the thing. Like Max Freed goes down. Kyle Wright's been down. Strider's been the only dude. And then you have uh, one of their other young pitchers just went down as well. So – a little bit of a problem there. And so the bats will carry it through in Atlanta. Matt Olson looks to be having another like Matt Olson, Matt Olson year this year. So look for them to still be in competition all year. I look at the Mets. They'll be fine too. They're too good not to do well. Verlander will be back by the end of April. And I, I do think that there's drama in New York right now as there always is, 
but I, they're too good not to do well. And I, I say the same thing for the Phillies. They're too good not to do well. They have too much coming back not to do well. They went on a long playoff run last year, so Wheeler and Nola getting off to shaky starts doesn't really shock me. Like, maybe they were overworked and, and they got to get seasoned in. I don't know. But they'll be fine. And now Bryce Harper is about to come back and be number one 1B by the end of the year and should put the world on fire and Philly's going to win the division. So that's how the year's going to end. And Bryson Stott now uh, extends his streak to 13. We're looking at uh, the chase for Joe DiMaggio here in Philadelphia. Uh, yep. <clears throat> heard Joe sweating right now just a little bit. That was what inside sources say. Um, yep. Did you hear the news for the Braves? Uh, Vaughn, uh, Orlando Garcia, 15-day 15, 15 or 10-day IL? Yeah, I'm sure Braves fans are – I mean, I hate to say it, but they're probably happy about it because they, they want Grissom in there. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And Acuna hitting three seventy two. I mean, that's that's nice to see as well. Um, oh. Enough talking about <clears throat> enough talking about them. Yeah, I uh, the Phils. <clears throat> uh, they're starting off four and nine here. Uh, not fun. Definitely not. Uh, definitely not having a good time here. But we're also dealing with starting pitcher injuries. Uh, Freaking Ranger Suarez got injured in the World Baseball Classic. He's trending in the right direction, but still be a little bit for him. Andrew Painter got injured in spring training. So now we're relying on Bailey Falter, who stinks, uh, and Matt Strom, who's actually having a great season uh, so far. Hasn't allowed a run yet, and he's done uh, two two starts, and he's also come in relief sometime. Um, so having a great start to the season so far. I'd love to see that. And if, if a scenario played out where Ranger does come back, I'd rather kick Bailey Falter out of there and, you know, keep Strom in there. Um, yeah, I would why not, not? I would not send him back right now, especially when he's stretched out. Uh, I If he's looking like this, that's exactly what you wanted Bailey Falter to be. Um, and he's just not that guy. He's terrible. Um, and he's one of those guys that should be better, for sure. He's got, a you know, that crosswind uh, lefty action, and it just doesn't work for him. He throws 92 down the pipe and uh, – they, they, they hit them so for sure. So uh, it's been a tough start. Offense is looking great. Um, Stott obviously having four. He's hitting 400. Trey Turner's Trey Turner. Nick Castellanos is having a great season so far. If we get him uh, hot for the whole season, whoo, and then Boehm also killing it, already four bombs. Um, he's putting on – he put on the poundage over the offseason looking great. Kyle Schwarber apparently is no longer going to be like a 250 hitter. Uh, he's back four bombs, 196, and also uh, JT struggling a little bit right now for sure. So um, the hitting overall, I think, is very good. I think it's pitching that's killing us. Relief pitching's hurt us a little bit, and I think Rob Thompson's, uh, you know, not making the right moves currently. He's doing some questionable things. Uh, I say for sure. Gregory Soto's coming in in like fifth inning relief for some unknown reason with runners on base uh one of the worst situations you could put for a guy that's wild occasionally um and he's he's faltered a little bit he's getting back on track they're starting him in innings um but he's also putting you know Kimbrell in in the 10th for no good reason uh you can't Kimbrell's shaky right now and uh he's just throwing them longer than they need to yeah and he's definitely definitely had some questionable decisions with the lineup as well Brandon Marsh say it with me uh, Jacob is an everyday center fielder. Will be, should be in there every single day, killing lefties, killing righties. 
Uh, he's proven it right now, and he needs to be in the lineup every single day. Rob Thompson's throwing Krishna Pasha, who is hitting, you know, 300 there. Um, throwing him in the lineup sometimes, I just can't. I can't have it. I cannot have any of it. There needs to be a set lineup. I don't care. Josh Harrison is stinking right now. He needs to go. Um, not go, but can't be starting games. I I think that there should be a set lineup already with a few, you know, well, I, I think you just don't you, – you just hate platoons, and the way of baseball is platoons. But it doesn't have to be a platoon. It should be Stott at short every single day. and he's uh, Not short, second base. Um, Stott, Turner, and then it should be um, Bohm, Castiano, Schwarber, whatever combination you want to go there. Uh, Marsh is in center. Edmundo Sosa should be playing third while Bohm's at first, and they should just be switching on and off. Or you go Cody Clemens there. I'm fine with that row. I'm fine with that platoon because we obviously don't have a first base baseman right now. But there should never be a point where I see Josh Harrison starting games in the outfield uh, on more than one occasion. That should never be yeah. happening. And Christian Bache should never be starting like that either. So um, have a little consistency. Give one off day a day for someone. And you can yeah. do whoever you want. But well, you would, won't. you would, I mean, you would, and this was going to get me in the final topic here about, you know, and this is something that Yankee fans are just accustomed to that no other team does this really is the load <laughs> management, essentially that they don't call it that they don't like to, but that's what they do. Uh, the Yankees do it. And, and like, you know, hearing you talk about it, it's like, God damn, cause you, the Yankees make you almost accustomed to bench players getting days to, you know, regulars, you know, they start the season saying, you know, April's kind of our month to ease our guys in saying, you know, uh, you know, first 10 games, our vets are going to maybe play seven or eight out of 10, not 10 out of 10. And, you know, the Yankees have a lot of 30 plus year old players. I can see the reason why. I mean, first of all, Josh Donaldson hits the IL. DJ LeMahieu already banged up with a quad. He's day to day. Um, and, and so, you know, Yankee fans complain about it. You know, me and my dad talk about it all the time. Like, I don't like it. I don't like seeing different lineups every day, but the fact of the matter is the Yankees have compiled a roster that, you know, when you have the best nine hitters in there, they're going to be in there for the postseason. but the regular season journey, I think Yankees fans have to realize this is going to be what it is. DJ is not going to play the same position every day. They're going to they're gonna really kind of protect him throughout the season as they should. Two seasons in a row at the end where he's tried to play through injuries and his season stats have tanked. He needs to be kept healthy. And so when you have a guy like Oswaldo Cabrera that can play third and second and left field and right field and IKF that can play center and third and second and short, the, you know, as painful as it is sometimes to see Aaron Hicks in the lineup, and, and, and guys like that, they have to be in there almost because of these injuries. And it, and it does stink a little bit. But when the team does get healthy, which should be soon, Donaldson off the I.L. in 10 days, and when Bader's back in about a week and a half, they do have a, a, a problem. They might be put in a situation where they're going to have to get rid of either IKF or Hicks. And they might, because of the success, of Franchi Cordero who's come in and basically been this year's Matt Carpenter. He's got four home runs. And so he's been kind of put into a position where even when Bader gets back, how do you sit Franchi when Bader's play when excuse me, when Judge is playing a good enough defensive center field, 
do you even put Bader? Of course, Bader's going to play, but Franchi's going to be put to the bench. And then to me, it's how the hell do you justify Aaron Hicks? Because he has zero purpose at that point. Aaron Boone has publicly said in pinch hit situations, we're only going to bring in Hicks when when we're in a walk situation. He doesn't even trust Hicks to get a hit. He's publicly said this. So the problem with Hicks, though, is that he's $10 million a year. So how do they cut that? Is Hal actually going to eat multiple years of $10 million? Because if that was the case, I think he'd be gone already. And so are they actually going to DFA IKF, who I think in terms of roster utilization is a more useful player. And so the Yankees are kind of in that situation right now where it's like, okay, will all of our guys stay healthy? And when they are, can we even play all of them consistently? So it's interesting how they do things because they're all in their 30s. And that's just what you got to do with third. Like, I feel like the Phillies are going to end up having that problem. Say when, let's say Schwarber's in his thirties, Harper's, you know, he, let's just say it. He's got injury problems. Turner's in his thirties. What if the Phillies one day are like, yeah, well, Turner can only play five out of seven. Castellanos can play five out of seven with a DH day. And they start load managing the Phillies. Like I, like, it just feels like the way now, and it's very frustrating to watch, but it's like the way they got to do it. Yeah, I mean, maybe Rob Thompson's taken some of that from his Yankees time there. Um, yeah, Joe Girardi used to do it because he had A-Rod, Teixeira, and they always needed off days. Yeah. I mean, the fellas are generally in the game. I mean, Turner and JT already had a load man. He's a catcher, though. Um JT, Castellanos, Bohm, and Turner, they're always they're always in the game. They're not like it's not like he's sitting those guys um, a lot. So it's it's really more the guys that I need in there all the time. I need Brandon Marsh in there. He's killing it right now. I, I can't have his bat on the bench at all. I just need him in there. Um, but if you're gonna DH, if you're gonna DH Schwarber, let's do Marsh and Pache out there in the outfield right now while they're both hitting good. Um, yeah. You could put one in center, one in left. It's simple. Josh Harrison and Jake Cave, uh, once in a while, sure, go out there. Have fun. Um, but they're probably thinking, you know, Christian Pache, last year hit under 200. Stats versus righties aren't good. Lefty bet, Jake Cave. And that's it's like that's all it is. And it's like that's managing now. But there's so much more you could do. Lefty bat, Jake Cave. Lefty bat, you already had Kyle Schwarber in there. Keep him in there. Then you change someone at DH or uh, at first base, uh, you know. No, I'm with you. Like, but it makes me think though. Like, if they're managing like this, can't me and you just do it? Oh, I most most definitely can. Could most definitely right? can. Like, if the Yankees told me Josh Donaldson has to have two off days a week, and Stanton, you know, uh, with even though he's a DH, if they said, yeah, uh, he can only play the field once, and he needs an off day even if he's DHing all week, because that's what they do. That That's how fragile these guys are, Rory. They will literally, with DJ LeMayu, put him at first base when there's lefties on the mound to give Rizzo his off day and to give DJ a quote-unquote what they call a half day because they feel like first base is less of a work day. for D- This is how meticulous they are with it publicly. It's ridiculous. I I. I agree on the half day part. JT's JT Real Muto's off day should be just chilling at first base or DH. Uh, he should that shouldn't his bat shouldn't leave the lineup. First base, dude, it is easy as crap. That's not a hard. Yeah, day. I get it. I get, yeah. 
Vanilla out of the dish. You could put Garrett Stubbs in there. I don't care. I like his bat too. Um, his off days should not be off days. They should be go have fun DHing or at first base. Chill. Uh, just take care. And that's as simple as that. I completely agree on that part for sure. Um, it's just so it, like I understand the Phillies got off to a slow start last year and are able to come back and do what they do. Um, it's just not what you wanted to see because you wanted to see them go for uh, you know ninety plus wins. That's what you wanted. You wanted to be in you know the race really deep. And obviously they're starting off slow. They could still come back and be in that race, but it's it's Phillies fans' expectations are through the roof coming off a World Series, getting the one of the best players in the MLB coming back, uh, coming to Philly and Trey Turner, and now you're starting four and nine, uh, looking pathetic in some points, and it's uh, you know frightening there. So um, it's not like I'm sweating at all. It's just uh, you know a little disappointing for sure. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. I mean, for I, I do agree. Like, I know I'm sitting over here saying, "Oh, the Phils will be fine," but you got to win. It's something you got to get. You got to get back to that point at some point. But I just think they will. I just like as an outsider, there's just too much there. There, and you know, we went over it. It's like okay, it's either the second place NL Central or a third place NL West that gets in in your way. Worst case, like saying the Phils because of this might have to get that third wild card again. Worst case, you've got St. Louis slash Milwaukee and Arizona to deal with. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Seriously though. End of the day. Yeah. Who cares at that point? <laughs> I mean, uh, if I have to face the Cardinals again in the first round wild card, so be it. So be it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, not, not nervous of that. That's a good thing. Yeah. So, all right, well, that feels like a good place to wrap this one up. Uh, we did a top 10 list for all positions called Rank Em. All the podcasts are already uploaded. If you guys want to check those out, we did every position and starting pitchers. So it was a lot of fun, and we'll probably do it next year and, and stuff like that. We didn't do season previews this year, but um, that's okay. I mean, everyone does them, so that's okay. And uh, we'll just keep doing some roundups when we can of the season, do some check-ins when we can, and – this will be a fun baseball season. I love the shift rules. It's been great. The stolen base has been up. The pitch clock's been great. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. So, all right, then uh, we'll see you next time on Strictly Sports. And for Rory Tedemer, I'm Jacob Brown. We'll see you next time.